0: Forever
1: dog. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. Hey, everybody else.
0: And welcome to our podcast, Scary, scary stories, stories to, tell, stories on to tell on the
1: Pod. It's a podcast about scary stories and tales of the glories of Christmas as long, long ago. Primarily,
0: that's true. All, all year round, it's a Christmas-themed uh, <laughs> horror podcast. Um, so just try to keep that in mind. No, we no. we're we're here to bring you the message that spooky isn't seasonal just because mm-hmm. all the all the pumpkins are giving way to what's what's the winter gourd uh pinecone
1: uh yeah pinecone like yeah (laughs) (laughs) help time to carve the pine cones (laughs) (laughs) i'm making pine cone soup
0: (laughs) these are things that we say or could say or do say um Mm -hmm. on our podcast and it's it's um we uh, started my uh, andrew and i are friends we both love the scary stories to tell in the dark books and therefore, we tell each other scary stories um, over the phone. He lives in L.A., I live in New York, and it's a comedy podcast. And we're very important. Did I cover everything, Andrew?
1: I think so. Right. We're both running for president, and we need your votes.
0: I always forget that I'm running for president. <laughs> it's so easy to forget.
1: Oh, boy. How was your Thanksgiving, Anna?
0: Um, it was really nice. I uh, went home. Uh, my boyfriend, Jason, flew in. He met the Hello. whole... The whole fam, family, um, <laughs> we, and then we went to a sort of a, a Thanksgiving reprise out east on Long Island, uh, where uh, there was sort of a dog battle royale. Um, <laughs> the entire time we were there, um, oh. Lady Bird doesn't like um, doesn't like dogs, um, and there was a dog there that really liked her. Oh, and and was, she went.
1: Did she? She went ham on the dog.
0: No, she went. She went ham on ham, <laughs> and um, no, there, it was my cousin's dog, Woogie, who's a very cute boy.
1: Woogie, but wow. he
0: um, he wanted to have a lot of sex with Ladybird, and Lady Bird um, did not did not recip. Um, <laughs> oh so boy, it's yeah, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard.
1: Oh, but um, I'm glad you had a nice Thanksgiving with Jason. What a yeah, sweetheart. Yeah, was good. Um. Yeah i i i went to our our friend Billy and Liz's for Thanksgiving for a friendsgiving yeah. and um we had an amazing meal like everyone really brought their a game to the dishes they brought and then we watched like three movies <gasps> and each one was stranger than the last um, all of which I had seen before I think what did you watched, watch Okay, I, they just got Disney Plus, so we were really like deep into it. Um, we watched The Rescuers, the original one. Is this, like, um, what is that? It's a 1970s animated movie about mice rescuing an orphan girl who's been kidnapped by a pawn shop owner named Madame Medusa. And she wants the little girl to get a diamond. It It, it is so much plot with very little action. And yet I still do love it.
0: Wait, is this Rescuers Down Under?
1: So, Rescuers Down Under is a sequel. Can you believe? Wow, that yeah. To me,
0: that's sort of an inextricable linked phrase, but right. it it makes no sense.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm very touched by it. I first of all, um, uh, Geraldine Page is the voice of the villainous and is amazing. Like, it's a really great performance. But a very strange thing, you know, like popular music of the day works itself into all Disney movies. Yes. So in the na- in like the mid to late seventies, it was kind of like real low key, like bluesy, jazzy. Um, it reminds me all the music from it reminds me of the theme song to Taxi or Mash. Okay. And like it's just like tomorrow is another day. It's just like very quiet, soft music that I can't imagine a child sitting through. And yet I did, and I really did enjoy it as a kid. And then we saw the, we watched the 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 new, well, not the new one. It's like twenty years old now, but the Lindsay Lohan, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Freaky Friday.
0: Yeah, I didn't realize
1: that was a remake. Yeah, yeah. The original was J- uh, Jodie Foster and Barbara Harris, which is very fun. Wild. And, and the the remake is very good. There is a real glaring, just whole problematic plot device that is just hard. Um, What's the hole? It's not a hole as much as it is just like a deeply, <laughs> a deeply rough... Portrayal of uh, the owners of a Chinese restaurant. Oh, who we are love magic, and yeah, uh, oh, there's just some oh, tough that's stuff
0: right, there. because it's a fortune cookie
1: thing, right? Although, and it's one of those things where it's like both of the actresses who play the mother daughter owners are like great and very funny, and you just wish that, like. It was during a time, it's embarrassing that this is like 2003, but it's like, yeah, just wish they had something more substantial to work with because they are clearly very talented folks. And then we watched uh, Roger Rabbit, which was also very fun.
0: Oh my god, was it so hot? Did everyone start beating off to Jessica Rabbit?
1: <laughs> it was, yeah, it was horrifying. Everyone, right when it happened gay, straight, queer, <laughs> everyone was, yeah, it was horrible. Um, and then we That's all had to great. leave in shame. We all had to get into our lifts and Ubers, it's um, so hard. When so Friends
0: giving when they bring out the sexy cartoons, that's a hard day. Um, also, wait the Rescuers thing. I always say I'll goes west when I mean American Tail because I forget that there's right. It's sort of the same thing. Anyway, you're that's totally, just, yeah, you're
1: totally right.
0: That's just something I was thinking. And that's just fine. something about me. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: um, so now Thanksgiving's over, it's and now done. like, w- in fact, yeah.
0: By the time this comes out, it'll be Thanksgiving. Who?
1: Yeah, if her, it, a virtual Who's He of Thanksgivings. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but today's made, a Monday. It is fully a Monday, and I am going to be reading a story today.
0: Well, damn. We love damn. that.
1: And this one is from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark 3. Ooh. Uh, the th- The third of the three tales. No, no, wait. I'm sorry. I'm going to take that again. That made no sense. I've been up. I was in Las Vegas this weekend and I was up so late last night and truly my brain is short. third of the
0: three tales.
1: (laughs) Uh, Okay. So this story is from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark 3 and it is titled Footsteps.
0: (gasps) No, it's scary. I'm scared.
1: This one, this one's spooky. And a wintry, a wintry scary story. That's true. Mm -hmm. Liz was doing her homework at the dining room table. I just want to note, Liz is a very contemporary name. So this, this like pretty firmly fits it for me in like 1970s up, you know?
0: Definitely. Yeah. I think we're supposed to read this as like, we are Liz. Liz is us. Um, Mm -hmm. We are doing our homework at the dining room table, which is where I did my homework. I don't know about y'all. Oh, yeah. But in your bedroom, forget it. I got my side ponytail, my scrunchie. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm so picturing this- her like bouncing the eraser of her number two pencil on her notebook in a bored mm-hmm. way, which is how we, in the 80s and 90s, would portray a, a bored child.
1: <laughs> so she's doing homework at the dining room table. Yes. Her younger sister Sarah was asleep upstairs. Their mother was out, but she was expected back any minute. I always thought this was kind of um, I I loved the idea of uh, studying while everyone was asleep, which is as a, this was as a child. Now it sucks, but at the time I was like, oh man, if I was like doing homework in a quiet house, like what a gag! You you
0: would like you would it, was it like the um, transgression of being awake when others were asleep, or was it yeah like th- okay.
1: I think it was like that. And also there was like something chic about having something so important to study that you had to like study while your younger sister, your your like younger sibling was asleep.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, there were so many times in seventh grade where I was like, I'm basically in med school. Like I, (laughs) I think I qualify to be a teacher now.
1: (laughs) Uh, And their mother was out, but she was expected back any minute. A lot of questions about like. How old is Sarah? Why is their mother out? Like, the timing of this, I'm immediately intrigued. There's a lot of allure here. I
0: I don't know if this is my um, sort of ingrained sexism, but I'm picturing Sarah's mother sort of on a bar holding a glass of wine going, Woo! (laughs) Like, that's what
1: she's doing. I'll be back soon, kids.
0: When will you be back? Soon.
1: (laughs) When the front door opened and shut, Liz called, Hello, mama. But her mother didn't answer. Hello, mama. That is also that is painting a picture of their relationship, which I like.
0: Yeah, like they're they're more friends than I don't know.
1: Yeah, she's still delighted to hey, see. Her. There's a There's an exclamation there.
0: Or it's like your mean coworker who's like, "Hey, mama."
1: Hey, mama. <laughs> and then a mom being like, "I'm either mom or mother."
0: Yeah. Call me by my uh, first name, or don't call me at all. I'll be back <laughs> soon.
1: Uh, okay, so the mother didn't answer, mm-hmm. and the f- and the footsteps Liz heard were heavier, like a man's. Who's there? She called. No one replied. She heard whoever it was walk through the living room, then up the stairs to the second floor. The footsteps moved from one bedroom to the other. Again, Liz called. Who's there? The footsteps stopped. Then she thought, Oh my god. Sarah is in her bedroom. I also was very scandalized by the fact that she said, oh, my God, in this moment. Really? Yeah. Taking the Lord's name in vain appears nowhere else in these books, I think. (gasps) And that was very um, engaging to me. Were you an oh, my gosh household? Yeah, we were an oh, my gosh household. Yeah, my my mom was pretty firm on no oh, my gods. Even she also did not like the term frickin' or freakin'. Oh, of course not. Because she'd be like, I know what you mean. Which then is like, this is getting into thought policing. Liz ran upstairs to Sarah's room. Only Sarah was there, and she was asleep. Liz looked in all the other rooms, but found no one. Bless you. Thank you. She went back down to the dining room, scared out of her wits. Soon, she heard the footsteps again. They were coming down the stairs into the living room. Now they went into the kitchen, then the door between the kitchen and the dining room slowly began to open. Get out! Liz screamed. Oh, our catchphrase.
0: Oh, that's true.
1: The door slowly closed. The footsteps moved out of the kitchen, through the living room, toward the front door. The door opened and shut. Liz ran to the window to see who it was. No one was in sight, nor were there any footprints in the fresh snow that had been falling. And that's the damn end. Ooh, this one I find very spooky, and I can't put my finger on why. There's a lot of stories like this about like sounds or 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 specters traveling through a house, um, and then there being no one there. But I don't know. There's something about the setup of the storytelling that I like a lot.
0: Yeah what um what parts of the story chill your bones the
1: most? Um, the concept of running upstairs and sh- like even just imagining checking every room for a person who oh you heard God. up there is yeah. very scary.
0: Once you're at that point, I mean like anytime I've had like dishes that I'm drying in the kitchen sort of collapse on each other when I'm in oh. bed with Ladybird and we both sort of sit up and look at each other. Like, are you going to go? <laughs> um, it, it, once you're at the moment of like going to check, it's like either this is absolutely nothing or there's a full on murder or go surreal. And there's like, let's say scientifically speaking, a 1% chance that there's a murderer or ghosts are real. Mm -hmm. But you approach it with sort of the casualness of like, I'm probably overreacting.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just got back to our apartment after being away for a weekend and Chris is coming back later. And I did check behind every door. Like, I just do that instinctively.
0: That's habitual for you?
1: Yeah, I think there was. Yeah, there's been. I mean, there was um our, our building has like a Facebook group and people post comments and like oh. uh, a couple times the past week uh, people have been posting like well there's a very aggressive man in the garage again keep an eye out That's and right, that like, guy. Oh.
0: or you had a yeah. guy who was dressing like a security guard who wasn't one it,
1: I don't think I don't think it was that guy although that is that was a very s- spooky <laughs> you experience God, as well Andrew. I know I know I think yeah there's a lot there's a lot of there's,
0: there's a, a lot, lot of problems
1: lot.
0: you've got <laughs> LA is a city full of people who pretend
1: that's true. That's true. And you know, you rub one of them whoops. You rub one of them the wrong way. Truly. Wow, my whole body forgot how to work. Oh
0: my God. Somebody went to Vegas this weekend and had a fun
1: time. It was very fun. It was very fun. Um I will say we went to this we went to this show last night that was called Opium. And it was sort of like an outer space burlesque show. Ooh. And I screamed the whole time. And I think I, like, expelled so much brain energy over that hour and a half that I'm just, like, wiped out. You know what I mean? It's like I did Molly, oh, but but visually. You that's
0: know? how I felt after the Westminster Dog Show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I screamed and I laughed and I loved.
1: Oh, those um, some of those images. Um, other scary thing about this to me? Uh, very spooky to watch a door slowly open and then slowly close. And then to have the forethought to run out and see who it was only to see no footprints. I mean, that's terrifying.
0: Yeah. I remember wanting to be really afraid of this story as a kid and then feeling like, God, there's just like one element missing for me. And Um. I guess it's that we never see it. Although, you know what I would do is I would superimpose into the story in my mind that the illustration happened in the story. Yes.
1: Yes. Do you want to say... The illustration is deeply frightening. Okay. This is one of my favorite illustrations, actually. It's real good. So it is from the perspective of someone looking up at their ceiling um, and... Out of the ceiling, which is shaded very dark, which is very unsettling, too, because it implies a lot of weird things about the lighting in this room. The, the ceiling is so much darker than the walls themselves. Right. Um, are protruding two sinewy, horrible, uh, shoed feet. The shoes are, like, very clear in the image. But they're stretched like skin over the whole thing, as though a person is, like, slipping through some sort of membrane on the roof. Or on uh, on the upper floor Um, And the I I remember thinking as a kid And this was I remember them being like Cat legs But now I'm looking They're clearly just Just men's shoes Although they have sort of like Spiky elements that I think I mistook for claws When I was a kid They Um, look sort
0: of like uh, If you took a boot And dipped it in Like thick paint Yeah Like they're just so Clumpy
1: or if like a baby kangaroo had shoes on and was in sure. the pouch and was yeah. like pressing as far as it reminds me of, um, there's like that special effect where you take stretch fabric and you paint it to look like a wall and then you can like push through it. And oh, it look yeah. like a face and that's very much what it reminds me of. But we yeah, I, I, I agree. I think I conflated the image with the story itself and was like, oh, she saw these like legs come through the ceiling.
0: Yeah. That's um, what I would do. Cause there was just like one click, not scary enough for some reason
1: agreed it's i think it might be that in usually in these stories there's also a voice that accompanies the footsteps you mm-hmm. know um yeah
0: or like there's one other like there's no footprints but there is a like knife with a face on
1: it or something like there's one
0: <laughs> sort of forget me not situation
1: yeah um, it, it it also kind of pulls up like i think i am not an older sibling and well, you and i are both younger siblings yes and the idea of being responsible for another younger sibling when a supernatural entity has invaded your home very scary
0: oh that's right yeah i've Couldn't never imagine. i've never been in this situation before yeah um, did you
1: ever babysit
0: oh very briefly i um what did i i babysat sometimes my younger cousin heather shout out to mm-hmm. heather um uh-huh but that was like maybe twice a year and it was mostly it was her and her siblings. Um, but I would like do her homework with her. And then for the next, I think 10 years I had on my resume, like nanny and tutor to four children, (laughs) (laughs) like where the, um, the reference was my aunt. <laughs>
1: like, um, really stretch that. Oh, what about that you? You you did right. Um, I I like currently watch my nieces and nephews occasionally. Um, yeah, I didn't do too much babysitting. Again, I was the youngest. I didn't right. have many siblings, and also I just feel like the the you know there weren't a lot of. I I think still there aren't like a ton of like like boy babysitters. You know what I mean. I think they're just not. And I hate to make a blanket statement, but I feel like most teenage boys are not responsible enough to be like, to just be like, just sit down here and don't like blow up our GameCube. You know what I mean? Teenage
0: boys can't uh, use inference in a way of that is helpful to other people.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like
0: (laughs) they're not going to figure out how to unload a dishwasher if they haven't been told exactly how to do it in the past
1: it took me way too far into my teenage years as a teenage boy to like, know to like wash my butt, you know? So there's a lot, there's a lot that <laughs> oh is at play. Here.
0: No, I mean,
1: it's like, you know, oh boy, inevitably the butt got washed, but <laughs> I know point, now the butt was washed. <laughs> um, and who would you cast?
0: That's such a good question. Um, definitely Jane Kaczmarek is the mom. <laughs> um, but she's not in this, uh, Let me think. For the girl, I don't know. I'm like I'm having trouble with like the younger women.
1: Yeah, Um, it's it's. Well, I think we feel a pressure. There are a lot of younger women actors, and I think we feel a pressure to do something like interesting. You know? Yeah. 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 Um,
0: That is true. Someone who
1: popped into my head. Was the actress who played Princess Jasmine in the live action remake of Aladdin? Oh, yeah. Um, who then was in Charlie's Angels.
0: That's uh, right. That
1: remake. Her um, name is
0: Charlie's her, Angels.
1: Her name is Charlie's Angels. <laughs> um, her name, oh, here it is, here it is, here it is. Uh, her name is Naomi Scott. Um, and I don't know, there's something fun about that. Or, Oh, 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 oh. The actress who was in Unbelievable. Um, I believe she's Australian. Oh, what's her name? She oh, uh, not no no no, not Caitlin Deaver who we've used before. Oh, uh Danielle McDonald. Oh. She's like she just reads as such a as such a great like kind know. of I, I see her looking great in a teased haircut of the late eighties and early nineties. That means um she's been in a bunch of stuff lately.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's
1: Australian. Yeah, they're churning out actors Man. left and
0: right. They I think the first thing you learn before you write your name in kindergarten there is how to do an American accent.
1: <laughs> she's so good. Although, do you know I always think it's funny when a little bit of Australian slips in through an American accent. Um, which yes. happened, especially with Hugh Jackman, early on in his film career. Yes, and I, I delighted as a as a young teen and being like, mm, that sounded Australian, you know, <laughs> as as like we're
0: like eating shredded cheese out of a bowl. Yeah. Like, mm, I've got one up on this guy.
1: This is my cereal.
0: Oh my god! Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I I like that casting a lot.
1: Who'd be the footsteps?
0: Footsteps? Um. That would be probably Scott Foley. Um, (laughs) Could be like um, a Peter Krause. Mm -hmm. Um, I just watched two or three episodes of the show Nine One One, which is a perfect show. Oh yeah, Um, with uh, uh, yeah, the dispatch, the fire, and the police all in one show, and it's I love it. It's a it's a perfect mess.
1: Why settle for one where you can get all three in one show?
0: It's three shows. Yeah. Um we're at peak content, you have to
1: you have to get it all in. Um if only they included animal control in there.
0: That's so true.
1: Just get a just a fourth spin off. It's all
0: just the same call where they have to go like euthanize a deer or something because it <laughs> got lost. Just the same. It's funny. Um, I
1: I think I would cast Hugh Jackman as the footsteps and in, in a strictly tap dancing role.
0: That's good. Oh, we like that. I know he he would love that.
1: Oh yeah, he loves
0: it. I think that. I think they would really appreciate. I feel like very famous people like when they can do a skill that is like it doesn't matter how famous you are. Yeah, you kind of have to be really good at it.
1: When anyone has a practical skill or like an an objective skill, that's like, like this is what I feel about coming back from Vegas. People who can like swallow swords, you know, or like use a whip and like cut a cigarette in half. Like I'm just like, uh to have a skill that no one could be like, mm, I don't know, I just don't think they're good. Like that's you know, like no one could say about a sword swallower. Like I just did, I just wasn't feeling it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't buy it. Yeah, it's sort of like. It's like learning a trade, but you know, it's swords. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's great. And who would we cast as like, as as you, the narrator?
1: As, as, as me, the narrator? Um, oh, boy. Felicia Rashad. <laughs> that's perfect. A calming sort of velvety voice.
0: She's a veil. Um, she's check a and she's made up for some Cosby related gaffes. So oh we God. No, I totally it's great. About that. I love when old people don't know how to not say the wrong thing and then like come back and they're like, well, I just, I didn't know. I didn't, um, <laughs> you know, I'm old and, uh, I, I'm old and I say, you don't tell people, you don't tell old people not to say stuff.
1: There recently, or I don't know, like a year or so ago, it- on like the Twitter trending was uh, Angela Lansbury. And it was like, she's under fire for some controversial comments she made when someone asked her about me too. And I'm like, D- nobody ask Angela Lansbury anything. Just no one ask any beloved actor, any more questions. <laughs> just let them exist. In and in <laughs> Everyone like, stop. <laughs> like, Oh, just don't, don't, don't try to gotcha. Angela. No, don't, um,
0: don't do it don't she, gotcha angela that's a t-shirt
1: I don't gotcha angela she's been old for like 60 years <laughs> there's people like that they just they were born old i know. I think that's a good way
0: everybody's getting plastic surgery to look younger if i if i were on a riverdale now i would get old face and just <laughs> i would be out in the sun i would be drinking <laughs> beer Old. let face. me play old forever
1: <laughs> just moving your hairline higher and higher and higher
0: oh yeah female pattern baldness <laughs> is all the rage um,
1: yeah i i was in, i did a a workshop in aspen colorado for a couple weeks a few years ago and uh the plastic surgery there was it, it it's almost like there's a plastic surgery culture in which the goal is to look like you've had plastic surgery oh yeah you know? like no one was trying to like blend in It was almost, it was like almost a work of art because like people just looked like um, the characters from Cars. Like (laughs) big, just like rounded out everything and their eyes were huge. You know? I
0: think it's like if your entire social circle looks like that, you just kind of have to. It's like if, if I if I get food with Nicole and Rachel and they're both wearing Ugg boots, I'm going to be like, God, I should be wearing Ugg boots. <laughs> it's like that, but for face.
1: Uh, yeah. The One of the greatest power moves I experienced uh, in this party that was thrown for us as like artists in Aspen um, was halfway through the party, the, one of the hosts just s- ignored everybody, sat in his recliner chair and turned on a DVD of Andrea Bocelli singing at full volume. <gasps> And just disregarded the rest of the party.
0: As background <laughs> or to watch for his own No, like, internet. he just
1: wanted to watch it in the middle of the action. Oh, my engaging God. Engaging with nobody. Like, it, I was like, oh, man, this person, it, it was hard to gauge uh, to what level I admired this person and what level I was like, that's a sociopath and is exactly wrong with this country.
0: That's hard. Yeah, um, it was hard. Well, damn. They also
1: said immediately. That They wouldn't remember our names, which was hard. They were like, I was like, Hi, I'm Andrew. They're like, I'm not gonna remember anyone's name. So I was like, Oh, okay,
0: what a weird experience!
1: Yeah, they that also was had a
0: two years 15 ago, 15
1: foot, yeah. This well, I guess now it was like 2015, so it was a while, okay. Ago. But they also had a like a 15 foot tall oil painting of them in like honky tonk cowboy outfits, the couple hosting us. And it looked like something out of Pee Wee's Playhouse in that I was like, these people have a great sense of humor. And right before I was like, oh my God, this painting is amazing. It's a riot. I realized like looking into their eyes, oh, these people are not the type to have like a kitschy painting. They think this is gorgeous. Good save, Andrew. It's the only time I've ever done a good thing and saved myself from an uncomfortable situation. (laughs) Every other time I've, you know, you're addicted no. to uncomfortable situations. <laughs> I can't um, help
0: it. That's so weird that you you get this cool, prestigious thing, but then you have to go stay in a rich
1: person's house. We didn't stay, we didn't stay at the house. They invited us over for a party that was oh, supposed to be for okay. them to kind of get to know us. Um and, and there they were, were some like people.
0: <laughs> I'm not making eye contact.
1: Yeah. The, in fact the moment I came in, though, the um the one of the hosts, she was like. I need you to go downstairs into the basement, and I need you to find again. It was the Andrea Bocelli DVD that was watched later on in the evening. No. I need you to go downstairs in the basement and find an Andrea Bocelli CD. It's loose; it's not in its case. And I was just sort of like, "Oh, I'll be a good guest." I go into the basement. The basement was a full movie theater, not like um, not like a rich movie theater person's like room. It was like a movie theater with like fifty seats. No, yeah, and playing on the screen was Les Miserables. And I have to say, Anna, this is maybe one of the most proud, problem-solving, critical thinking moments of my life. I, there was a massive wall of DVDs. She was like, there's a loose Andrew Bocelli DVD around here somewhere. And I looked in the screen, I was like, okay, if I know old people, the, Les Miserables is on the screen. They probably took that case down, put Les Miserables in, then they had an empty case they saw the loose Andrea Patelli CD they put that in the case and put it back in the wall and gentle listeners i was correct and i found it and i thought i would be received as a conquering hero when i brought the dvd upstairs and she had truly she truly acted as though that was the base level of what a human being should be responsible for i was like i found the dvd and she was like great put it in the dvd player
0: <laughs> no <laughs> it was
1: very that's not old. what we do no, but it's good. The wealthy are our betters, and it's just better that
0: those people way. need to be eaten. And I, <laughs> I'm not an eat the rich sort of person. I think I'm too old to say that. <laughs> no. But that is so. You're too at that point. Yeah, you have too much money.
1: Yeah, I just. I guess it's like, what do you expect from someone who's in Aspen in the summer? You know, I don't know. Man, that's like sucks. they've made a lifetime commitment there. But anyway. Um, Yeah. I feel like I, that wasn't my spooky thing that happened this week, but it is a spooky thing that happened within this decade. So it's
0: hard being in houses with people is hard, which is sort of what the story is about.
1: That's true. Again, masterful turn, Anna.
0: Even when they're not there, it's hard to be in a (laughs) house with people. Also hearing the story this time, uh, my first assumption was not, Ooh, spooky ghost. It was the person is sort of Spider-Man to the side of the house. Like they went oh. out the front door and just climbed up and are waiting over the door.
1: Oh, that's very scary. That
0: after the story ended, um the girl and her sister get murdered. Oh no. That's what I have to that's what I have to tell myself to make the story yeah. interesting. This you story make
1: a, you make good scary.
0: I'm sorry. This story is like tofu. You have to put something on it. You're either imagining that it's the feet in the ceiling.
1: It will absorb the flavor of your frightening thoughts.
0: Exactly. You gotta, yeah, you can't just, (laughs) my mother told me that she ate, she's a vegetarian as of like a year and a half or two years ago. And, but she's like a Long Island vegetarian and she's also Catholic. So she's used to like depriving herself and like (laughs) doing penance basically. And she admitted to me that she sometimes eats tofu raw just like cut oh. up on a salad and she's like yeah sometimes I don't feel like waiting you know like, I don't want to do the whole thing so I, the whole rigmarole
1: oh wow Isn't that, uh, I, I guess if you kind of just think really hard that it's mozzarella like like a like a fresh mozzarella that maybe yeah. you can get away with that
0: you can get fooled at a salad bar you can be like oh that's better
1: <laughs> the amount of times I have been fooled at a salad bar
0: it makes me actually sick
1: Uncountable. (laughs) Um, Anna, what is something spooky that happened to you this week?
0: Um, something spooky. Well, something that spooky that I just did to everyone is that um, my friend Leslie, who walks Ladybird for me when I'm at work, (gasps) Uh, uh, was here when we were talking, doing the story about people walking around your house, (laughs) and she was in the background walking around my house. So if you heard that, um, Anna really spooked me. Oh my God. I spooked Andrew tonight.
1: Yeah. So and I did a spooky thing.
0: I did a spooky thing. I did a spooky thing to Andrew, um, which still counts as my spooky thing. Um, <laughs> but it was that uh, we were FaceTiming and Leslie was behind me. And I was like, and I didn't explain to him that she was there. We like overlapped. Um, <laughs> and I was like, Oh, it's so weird. I've been feeling this like weird presence in my house that there's this woman who was like, Apparently I just found out this woman was killed in my apartment right before I moved in. And she had like <laughs> short brown hair. And like, I was wondering how much Andrew would be scared, but it turns out that he sort of couldn't hear or see anything because the FaceTime was bad for a second. <laughs> so you so, were just like, what?
1: <laughs> all I, all I heard was I could, I could sort of see the image. You were blurry. And I heard the very end of the conversation where you were, or I heard the words, a woman was killed in my apartment. And I get this sense, and I just, as that was happening, the image was refining, and I could see a form behind you. And I think my brain just broke.
0: Oh, oh, that's good. I didn't know yeah. you got
1: scared. I did get scared. I think, <sighs> like I, like I've mentioned in previous episodes, I have so turned off in a very dangerous, toxic way my ability to be startled um, <laughs> that I never, when something scary is happening and it's real, I never really think it's happening. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. Like, I'm like,
1: something, this has to be something. And, like, the time we were chased by the man who roared at us like a werewolf, the whole time, I wasn't really running for my life because I was like, this is a prank.
0: Yeah, that's the 1% of the time where you're like, you're being casual because you don't want to be embarrassed by yourself. But there's a werewolf.
1: Um, a, there was a werewolf and he chased us.
0: And also right now I'm looking behind you and the scary plant is behind you. The scary plant, he looks like a man.
1: That is true. It is currently behind me. We have not yet gotten rid of it. We, in fact, we put Christmas lights on top of it, which uh, I'm sure have made it furious. It's going to make it worse. Yeah. Um,
0: Andrew, what's something scary that happened to you this week?
1: Okay. Um, so I, in case this part gets cut out from earlier in the episode, I was in Las Vegas this weekend um, with some friends for our friend, Nicole's birthday. Uh, and there was in this, in this show that we saw, which I think I said opium, which is really amazing. Uh, it's at, I believe the cosmopolitan. Um, but it's like this outer space burlesque show. And in one of the parts, um, uh, uh, a performer swallows a bunch of swords oh. and then at the end he spins the swords around and saliva flies everywhere. Oh. And I was sure that it was, uh, again, something's wrong with my brain I was like this must be a trick of the light or like this must be a planned thing it's like water or something and the women behind us there were like three um, like platinum blonde 40 something women who were just having the time of their lives and in that part one of them screamed and was like it it went on my lips and we looked Uh, and truly she was covered with saliva and we were like is it water and she was like no no smells like mouth
0: (laughs) no yeah.
1: So that was scary. Like mostly because that. I thought I thought like, oh, what if I had got because I'm astounded, frankly, that my mouth wasn't open or my eye like that it didn't just go careening in my mouth or my eye. And then the whole time I'd be like, Well, God only knows what the my consequences God. of this will be.
0: That what if she then could um swell swords? That'd be good.
1: <laughs> Maybe. That would be nice. I yeah, I truly was amazed by that act though um that's so cool and they 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 brought up a uh, a woman from the audience and had her pull the sword out from the the sword swallower who was like bent over at the waist and oh god it just was it just was like one of the most stressed out moments of my life but I, i again fully screamed for you know the hour and a half was a major nuisance to the whole rest of, of the audience. Of course,
0: yeah. I I feel like I know that there is a way to keep that those swords can't kill you. But I I feel like if I were called upon to pull it out, I would have absolutely destroyed that man.
1: <laughs> well, that's the thing, because he was like, he was like, I mean, don't do this wrong because it will kill me. And then he was like, so shall we practice? And the woman very earnestly was like, no, thank you. And he was like, okay, hun, we're gonna practice. <laughs> So that was my spooky thing That sucks Yeah the the Um, spookiness of internal bodily damage
0: Oh absolutely And the spookiness of ladybirds sort of Winding into a a waffle A waffle print um, Throw blanket means that It's that time of the episode where we say Get get out out. Forever
1: Dog This has been a Forever Dog production Executive produced by Brett Boehm